0: Hello out there, my name is Dan Roberts, and thank you for joining me. Today we are going to give Veterans Day and what it means to serve one more thing. I had the opportunity to go to my boys' elementary school on Veterans Day and participate in their Veterans Day observance, which was a really cute but also moving little celebration that they had. They started out by feeding all the veterans and their families donuts and apple juice and orange juice. And then we went into the classrooms of our students and answered questions about military service. The kids asked all sorts of things like, was I in the war? Did I have to sleep in a tent? Did I have to shoot a gun? Some of the kids asked questions that were more philosophical than I would have expected a five-year-old to ask. One of them asked, why did we have to fight in a war in the first place? And it wasn't just me answering the questions. I was fielding questions with a Marine and an Air Force cyber officer. And we tried to answer the questions as best we could. I uh, think I told the kids that we fight in wars because bad people, want to hurt us or take away the things we have, and that the military is there to stop them and to protect us from them. And that's not a wrong answer, that's true, but certainly more simple than a complete answer would be, for sure. But I spoke to two different classes. The first one was as I just described it. The second one was remarkably different. In that class, we were fielding questions along the same lines, but a little later, uh, a little after I had started talking and answering questions, an older gentleman walked into the room and he had with him a dress uniform from the Vietnam era. And he came up to the front of the class and held onto his uniform And when the kids asked him questions, I don't know if he didn't hear the questions clearly or if he was just mentally in a different place. But his answers were not the politically correct, I'm talking to a classroom full of elementary school type answers. His answers were the kinds of answers that you give when you've seen the horrors of war firsthand and you can't talk about anything else. In the war except for those horrors. One of the kids asked what he did and if he served in a war and he then answered the question multiple at multiple levels he said that he served in Vietnam and that he was drafted when he was 17 and that he was trained in basic training to be a supply clerk but that when he arrived in Vietnam he was given an M60 and assigned to an infantry platoon And that many of his fellow soldiers in that infantry platoon never made it home. Then another kid asked him a question, and his answer was completely unrelated to the child's question. The child asked whether he was in the Army or in the Marines or the Air Force. And the guy said that he was in the Army, but that war was so terrible that he didn't want to get to know anybody that you didn't let yourself get close to anyone for him these questions weren't about theory or about the idea of service for him the questions were directly about his service the things he suffered the things he went through in Vietnam and he could not give even his short one or two sentence answers without choking up and crying And I started to observe him, I I, I kept a close eye on him and it was everything I could do to stop myself from putting a comforting hand on his shoulder or some other kind of gesture. I wanted to, but it would have been out of place. And I have no idea how he would have reacted to that. But my heart went out to him as he was standing there in front of his granddaughter's class, talking about the most hellish thing he had ever had to do. And for him, it wasn't about the war, it was about the people about the difficulty of being unable to form bonds and connections with the people he served with because you knew they were going to die, and that it would just make it harder to watch them die if you made friends out of them. And that is just so often the reality of war, this constant fear of loss, especially for the Vietnam guys, man. For those who served in my war in Afghanistan, It was a completely different type of conflict we had. We had casualties, sure, but they were nowhere near as high as the Vietnam era saw. Completely different type of fighting, different type of engagement, different types of support and cover. In other ways, the Vietnam and Afghanistan wars were very similar. The war on terrorism is a guerrilla war against undeclared fighters, just like Vietnam was too. But as we answered these questions and tried to acknowledge and be appreciative of the gratitude that was being shown by the school on Veterans Day, it just struck me really strongly, more than it usually does, how much variance there is between military service. This Vietnam guy was infantry straight in the fight he called himself a grunt multiple times but the other people i was there with were there was a lieutenant colonel from space force there was uh, the, the air force cyber officer that i was with myself who served in the army medical corps there was a marine who worked in aviation we have all these different jobs and yet only one of us that grandfather had the job of actually taking the fight to the enemy. The rest of us supported the fighters. So for me on Veterans Day, the thing that it brought to my mind was how fortunate I am, even within the military, to have served how I served. And I felt a little embarrassed, a little ashamed that I was soaking up the recognition and gratitude that in my mind is best directed towards the guys who actually carried the fight to the enemy, the infantry, the fighting men and women, who put their lives on the line much more directly, much more immediately than I ever had to. After we were done talking with those two classes, we all gathered up again in the cafeteria at the school and they pulled every student out of their classrooms and lined them up along the main hallway in the school. And they all had these little American flags. And they proceeded to have the veterans walk down that hall of the school in what they called a walk of honor, sort of like a a parade in the school hall. That school has more than 600 students in it. And to see them all standing or sitting along a hallway, waving their flags, spontaneously starting up with a chant of USA, USA, I walked down that hallway behind that Vietnam veteran and I couldn't see his face, but I saw all those waving flags and the kids saying thank you and waving and smiling, their gratitude and appreciation for the veterans who served to keep their country free. I really wish I could have seen that Vietnam veteran's face as he walked down that hall. I really wish I could have been inside his head to get a sense of how he was perceiving it. Because what I saw was 600 of the faces of America, the future of America, recognizing and expressing gratitude for the servicemen and women who have allowed their future to stay secure. And it teared me up. It genuinely did as I walked down that hall and saw all those flags waving and the children chanting and smiling and saying thank you. It teared me up that they were saying those things to me. It teared me up that walking in front of me was a man who deserves that credit and acknowledgement much more than I ever did. It teared me up to think that that man probably never got that kind of welcome and appreciation when he returned from his own war, where he fought and probably nearly died and many of his friends died. The appreciation that is expressed on Veterans Day is always appreciated, I think, by my generation, but people who are like-minded to me always feel like it's misapplied. Our war was terrible, but it wasn't Vietnam. There are so many veterans who served in worse places than my generation did, who had to do worse things than my generation did. And they came home to crowds yelling insults and spitting on them and calling them terrible things. It's to these veterans, these generations, Korea, Vietnam that I feel the deepest amount of gratitude because they were drafted. They were pulled into a war they didn't want to fight in a place they had no interest in protecting or defending. And yet they still put on the uniform, put themselves in harm's way to defend not necessarily their country, but their buddies to the left and right the guys wearing the same uniform as them, and they may not have ever even known who those people were. And they served their one tour or two, maybe three, and got out and had to start trying to put their life back together and create something like a worthwhile experience after having gone through the hell of war, especially the hell of war that was Vietnam. I have a deep, deep admiration for the generation that fought in Vietnam because they had to do so with such little support from the country that they were fighting for. They fought for the country when they thought the country's war was a waste. My generation fought the wars after 9-11 motivated by the attacks of 9-11. We saw them in our own lives with our own eyes, knew what we were fighting for. The guys in Vietnam, maybe never knew, maybe still don't know why they were there, what they were fighting for. So this was all going through my mind as I walked down this hallway, listening to the Ray Charles version of America the Beautiful and the chant of USA, USA and seeing all these little waving flags. And I knew this is what we fight for. This is the whole point, and I deeply wished that that Vietnam veteran could allow that truth into his mind and into his heart. He might not have known what he was fighting for when he was there, but what he actually created in his fight were those little children chanting his country's name in praise and expressing their appreciation of him. His generation's sacrifice may not have accomplished the the strategic goal of defeating communism in Vietnam, but what it did accomplish was leaving a lasting legacy for modern Americans to know that their military is willing to go to hard places to fight and to die when called upon to do so that their country is full of people who are possessed of that level of bravery, and that level of service. There's a line in America the Beautiful that played right as I was thinking exactly these things. And the line is, who more than self their country loved, and duty more than life. I think that sums up every fighting generation we've ever had. And whether or not the war is justifiable, the actions of those who fight in the war are always honorable. If they fight to protect those who cannot protect themselves, if they fight to protect their brothers and sisters in arms, that is worthy of honor. That is perhaps the most honorable of things, not the accomplishment of the mission Not the politics behind the war, but the actions of each individual soldier, sailor, marine, airman, space guardian, that we put on the uniform and volunteer to protect those brothers and sisters in arms. That's where all the honor comes from. So on Veterans Day, I will enjoy my day off as a federal employee. I will hit up a few places that are offering free meals or other (laughs) benefits and snacks. I'll probably go get a haircut. In the back of my mind though, will constantly be the image of this Vietnam veteran who struggled to talk about his role in Vietnam, who had such intense emotion and such vivid memories that as I saw him later in the cafeteria, he still had the thousand yard stare. He was mentally back there. And coming to this school to talk about Vietnam was an act of courage on his part. It required no courage on my part. My war is not difficult for me to talk about because my experiences were not his experiences. But he struggled. It was hard for him. His war was very, very hard for him. But just like he had the courage back then in Vietnam to pick up an M60 he wasn't trained to use and try to support a unit full of men he had never met before. He showed that same courage today by coming to his granddaughter's school and talking about what it means to him to be a veteran. There was pride in his wife's eyes and in his granddaughter's eyes as they watched their grandpa struggle to talk about his experiences. They didn't seem proud of what he had accomplished as a soldier. They seemed proud of who he is as a human being, that he's brave, that he has the ability to push through his own fears and do what he is asked to do. I think that's what makes a veteran, the ability to put yourself aside and do what you are asked to do, whether or not you believe it's the best thing to do. I would ask anybody who's in the sound of my voice to take some time today to find someone to recognize for their service. And if you're saying thank you for your service, that's great. I would ask that you go a step further though and ask questions about their service. Ask them where they served, where they deployed, what their job was. Ask them to talk about their experiences. Far too often people will will have small talk conversations with veterans about their service, not understanding that we don't talk small about our service. Our service is not small to us. In some cases, it's almost impossible to talk about. It's deep with meaning, fraught with conflict. If you want to talk with us about it, talk with us about it, but really talk, really ask. That, I think, has more meaning than a brief thank you for your service in passing. So if you have the opportunity and you have the occasion to speak with a veteran today. Try to get a story out of them. They will then know that you actually know what you are thanking them for. And I think it becomes more meaningful at that point. Just a um, little tidbit I also wanted to share. My wife's school, where she works, has a table of honor set up on Veterans Day. And when my wife saw that as she arrived to work, she broke down in tears. And if you don't know what a table of honor is, it's a small table with one chair covered in a white tablecloth with a few items that are deeply symbolic positioned on top of the table. That table is a symbol on multiple levels of those who have served their country and died in that service, who are no longer with us, can no longer join us at our table. It's a simple and highly moving tribute. And if you ever find a place in the world that has a table set like that with an empty plate with a lemon and some salt, usually a rose, in a vase and an empty chair. For what it's worth, know that that location is a place that is doing what they can to truly honor veterans. The ones who can't show up for a free meal at Applebee's, the ones who can't get a free donut at Dunkin' Donuts, the ones who will never speak again, whose voices have been silenced. Anywhere you see that table of honor, That is an organization that truly is doing what it can to honor the memory of the fallen in a simple, silent and dignified way. I was deeply moved that my wife's school set up a table of honor, that they knew to do that. Made me truly appreciate their efforts on Veterans Day for doing such a simple thing that is so full of meaning. I could probably go on for a long time. Um, I hadn't even planned on making this episode, so I didn't write it out like I would usually write out an episode. But these are just my thoughts on Veterans Day as, a, as being a, you know, a 10-year Army veteran myself and seeing another generation of servicemen put himself through suffering for the benefit of other people at the, other, at the request of other people reminded me of the greatness of this of, of that generation of fighters there is so much to celebrate in our veteran population so many levels of service that have been offered so much wonderful courage to be found on every corner whenever wherever you look it's great that we have today to celebrate those people to celebrate that service it's also not enough I don't know what enough would look like, but I know that a single day, a year is insufficient to recognize that grandfather, Vietnam veteran, for what he had to sacrifice for his country and for all of the years he has spent since then being haunted by what he saw and did there. Our country is perhaps incapable of repaying the debt that it owes to those who fought and died in her defense. I don't know what the right answer looks like. But I know that walking down that hallway at my son's school today reminded me that even though the country might not ever be able to repay us, there is still something worth fighting for. And that even if we never get repaid, the service that we offer to our country is worth it because of all of those small children who have such a wonderful place to grow up in. My kids could have been born in Afghanistan, lived in a war-torn nation their entire lives, and known nothing but want and violence. But they were lucky enough to be born here, lucky enough to be born in a country that is full of men and women who are willing to serve, to fight, and to die if necessary to protect this place and the lifestyle we have, our standard of living. It's good to be appreciated and it was great to see all those smiling faces and waving flags. Made me feel very good about what I did, what I continue to do, made me feel very optimistic about the future of this country. So thank you to everyone who was involved in setting up that parade and activity today at my son's school. Thank you to all the other veterans who showed up and made it a wonderful activity and uh, event. But thank you most of all to that Vietnam veteran whose name I do not know, for having the courage to follow the orders of your country when you were drafted, for having the courage to do a job that you were not fully trained to do. And then all these years later for having the courage to stand up in front of a class of children and mentally revisit those horrors when you were asked to do so. These are the kinds of people I look up to most and deeply, deeply admire. And it is these people I will be thinking of today on Veterans Day. Well, that's all for me today. Thank you for joining me. Let's take care of each other.